0: Getting excited about sex. From now on it's first, okay? All I want to do is eat! I want to eat. I want to eat. I want, you to want this shit. Do you want it? Do you want it? Show
1: me! It
2: again! Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Breton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vowels on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since i've talked to you shane it's been about six hours we're here doing a little bit of morning pod a day after hbo hard knocks came out uh, did, <laughs> did you happen to catch the hard Knocks, shane
1: dude i stayed up and watched it and uh dude it's just i don't know it just feels like football mike that's what i love about hard knocks because when it's there Next thing you know, the season has started, and it's just football time. So, yes, I did say it and watch it. What did you think?
2: Oh, it was great. I did not anticipate uh, Jonathan Abram, rookie from Mississippi State. He was heavily featured in it. So, Mississippi State fans, want to check that out. Uh, Foster Monroe from LSU, he was also in it for a little bit, making fun of Derek Carr's guns. (laughs) That was pretty good. And, uh, I mean, John Gruden – he was kind of the star of the show. I, I definitely enjoyed it. I even watched it with my girlfriend, who's not that into football, but by the time it was over, she she said it was quite compelling. So I recommend it for anyone out there who's obviously a football fan, and even people that aren't, I think they'd really like it.
1: Well, and as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you know, seeing Antonio Brown, that was, uh, that was a little devastating, you know? <laughs> so... Here we got the receiver we didn't get and Gruden, the coach we didn't get. You know, just, and then Abrams, nothing against Abrams, but uh, I'll tell you what, man, got a little annoying toward the end. So uh, I hope they don't feature him the entire time uh, because he lo- – I don't think he's ever met a camera he didn't like, Mike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane, we got to jump to it. You ready to go around the league? Let's do it. Now let's go, now around, let's go the around the league.
0: We, we, we haven't decided how we're going to play the guys, so and I wouldn't tell you if I did. So, you know, I don't mind you asking a question, but I don't need to answer
1: it.
2: No, I mean, I'll be whistling Rocky Top by the end of the week. All our
1: players, I mean, it's just like, right? I mean, just hear it over and over and you know like every other every third
0: song it'll roll through within the crowd noise that you play at practice so you just uh, you get used to it. It's a catchy tune, right? All right? This game's gonna be a street fight. This game's gonna be a street fight. I mean some of you guys don't know who Kimbo Slice is, hopefully you do. Um, and you go back to it, man this isn't a sanctioned fight, this is a street fight. I mean this is the SEC. So I man it's time. It's time to put on the hard hat. Launch bail, let's get to work.
2: starting here in Auburn. War damn eagle. Yes, Malzahn met with the media here recently, and of course, big topic there in Auburn, the quarterback situation. And uh, Auburn's head coach said they've got an upcoming scrimmage where they'll kind of you know, I don't expect them to name a starter after it, but I think they'll really have a good idea of who that guy's going to be following the scrimmage. Uh, so let's cut to Gus Malzahn talking about his quarterback play and the fact that uh, none of the quarterbacks will be going live during training camp.
0: The two
1: quarterbacks, will they be live? In that
2: first no,
0: scrimmage? no, no, our quarterbacks won't be live. They'll, they'll have an orange jersey on, and we'll have the whistle on.
1: You keep them non-contact uh, <clears throat> for all of preseason this year. Yes,
0: right? yeah, yeah. Our, our quarterbacks will not be live until we play the first game. Is that because you just got a pretty good idea of what? you're Yeah. When in the spring, you know, like I said, we had that big scrimmage, and we let them go live. There's not a whole lot of programs these this day and time that let the quarterbacks go live, but I felt like it was real important with what we had, especially the being the freshmen. Um, and you know it really we learned a lot and i think it was really good for them too you know to feel what it feels like to get tackled in college football and you know what it's like to go live so but now we're in a good spot i think you know with our plan uh you know to make making them non-contact the rest of the fall with it being the first day in pads, I know you want to watch Phil and everything, but just from your your eye, uh, senior two quarterbacks out there yeah. in pads in the heat, yeah. how they react, how they perform. You know, I thought I thought they got better today. Um, you know, like I said, we're putting a lot of volume install, and you know, anytime you go red zone, that's a whole nother deal. Okay, the field condenses, and there's specific plays that you call, and and quite a few of them were were new plays today, Uh, but I thought they handled it real good today. Uh, Two days ago it wasn't as good, but uh, today I thought they did a good job.
2: All right, Chad, if you remember going into the spring, this was a topic a lot of people wanted to talk about. Obviously Auburn had a four-man quarterback race at that time. Gus Malzahn made all the guys live. Thankfully no one got hurt, but I think that was a valuable resource to kind of whittle this thing down to Joey Gatewood and Bo Nix. But uh, it sounds like obviously they don't want to get these guys injured now, so I thought I th- it was a you know pretty smart move to get that out of the way.
1: Yeah, uh, nobody does it, and it's something Gus hit on, and I kind of th- would see a little bit of it in fall camp, but Gus shut it down quick. He he knows. I think he's got an idea, Mike. I ain't gonna lie. I think he's got an idea who his quarterback is, and you know let's just shut them both
2: down. Yeah, and I think you're right because from all the reports and anything I'm hearing. It sounds like Bo Nix is going to be the guy. Now, it's still early. I mean, Joey Gatewood, like I said, in these scrimmage, what if he lights it up in the scrimmage? He obviously has dimensions that Bo Nix will never have with uh, that Cam Newton-like frame. And I I certainly don't think that Joey Gatewood is just going to sit the bench all year, but I think the guy's going to be Bo Nix. And I think uh, some people are kind of on to that because old Gus was asked about Bo Nix and just his football IQ for being a freshman, and you know gus he talks about it here but he quickly quickly uh adds joey gatewood into that as well
0: well you know we know a lot about him um recruiting him for a long time um you know we knew obviously his dad's a coach and uh you could tell in the spring that he understands uh football understands defense and you know he's worked extremely hard in the summer and you know he's in a better spot than he was when he was in the spring there's no doubt about that um you know but i would say joey the same thing i mean you know, for the first time, you know, Joey, you know, after we narrowed it down to two, he, he had, you know, he knew he had a real chance. And so you've seen him kind of the urgency and everything, the preparation. Um, so he's different too. But, but, you know, Bo, you can tell that uh, he's a son of a, of a coach and, uh, you know, knows the game pretty well.
2: So maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into this, Shane, but it seemed to me like the people asking the question, they kind of think it's going to be Bo Nix as well. And Gus is just trying to pump the brakes, saying, hey, now, old Joey Gatewood. <laughs> yeah. He knows what he's doing out there, too.
1: <laughs> That's right. Now, is this the one where he's talking about his dad, too, you know, his dad being a coach? and. Yep. Now, let me ask you, uh, this a side note. Wasn't there a Knicks a long time ago on Auburn's team? Yes.
2: Yeah, so that uh, was was quarterback his, was – His father, Patrick Knicks, uh, Auburn quarterback. So, he's, okay. he, he's an Auburn legacy, and now his dad is a uh, – high school coach he was his high school coach I believe and very successful down there in Alabama so this I mean this guy that's another big reason why I liked him I mean aside from all the attributes but you know some of these kids are just kind of groomed be to be quarterbacks yeah. at schools and uh, I think I think Bo Nix is that next one
1: that's it man and I think you're right <laughs> you know he forgot he almost shut the door on uh Old Gatewood there, but he brought it back. So I mean, I I think we've got a competition, but I don't think it's near as near as uh, close as, as some of the media's made it out to be. hmm
2: And then here on Auburn Shade, we got a couple injury updates. Gus Malzahn did confirm Anthony Schwartz did have his surgery. He's going to be out a little while. They're not ready to rule him out for Week One or anything, but I don't know. Just the way he was talking about it, it made me seem like he will be. He'll miss that game likely. Like I said, they're not ready. To, they're not ruling him out, so there's a chance. But you know that's tough news. Uh, Auburn also announced KJ Britt will ha- has been injured, but Gus said he may be back for the scrimmage. But I don't think it's wise, and I, I certainly don't think when a guy gets injured, then you just throw him right into a scrimmage. KJ Britt is going to start this year for Auburn, so uh, look for him to bounce back. But I don't. I couldn't imagine them playing him in a scrimmage. Could you?
1: No, no, I couldn't. Not at all.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's just old old Gus being his old guarded self there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Shane, let's jump on down to Baton Rouge. Go Tigers! Coach O met with the media recently, and you know it was funny. Shane, we kind of teased it there. (laughs) You even joked on the last podcast. Oh, Coach O's going to be talking up his kicker before you know it. Well, guess what happened? (laughs) Phenomenal! Really good.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, obviously he's got to do it in front of some people. For right now, very, very impressive. A strong leg, a very accurate. Uh, he's doing good. He's a good kid, too.
2: You know, I think the biggest revelation, I guess you want to call it, from last year's team, Shane Cole Tracy. I mean, hell, I never heard of the guy. I mean, I would assume most <laughs> people, even some people in Baton Rouge, never heard of this kid until. You know, he came in last season as a, as a grad transfer from, I think, from a Division three team. He wins the – mm-hmm. I believe he won the Lou Groza Award as the nation's finest kicker. So that's a huge loss that LSU's got to replace. But, of course, they're getting Kate York, true freshman. He's a high school All-American, and he kicked the longest field goal in Under Armour All-American game history. And Coach O, look, he loves his kicker he loves kickers man he was
1: pumped up about that one last year so i I knew it was only a matter of time i didn't know it'd be the next day (laughs) the hop train's out of out of control mike it's out of control down there
2: it really is and you know i guess more power to them if they can back it up but if they if they stumble particularly week two at texas I mean, that won't destroy their season. They could, I mean, hell, if they win the SEC but they lose to Texas, no one's going to give a damn. But if you lose that Texas game, you got, you know, tough SEC games coming up after that. They got to be careful not to hype this thing up too much, which it seems like they're doing. But, if they, you know, if they back it up, it doesn't matter. But one guy that's getting extra hype, Shane, I meant to talk about this on the last podcast, but there was a clip released of John Emery at practice busting off, like, Looked like an 80-yard touchdown runner. just rips right through the LSU defense. And Coach O was asked about it, and he he gave a little wink to the camera, but that's about it. I don't know if he really uh-huh. wanted that clip out there, Shane. What did you make of uh, that John Emery clip that's out there that we'll share it on the Reddit page? Well, I'd say uh,
1: Mr. Aranda's not happy about that clip, you know, because I saw <laughs> a lot of missed, missed tackles there, but... I mean, the kid's a hell of an athlete, you know, and uh, he, he, I think we're going to be seeing him on the field as well. My Heisman Clydesdale, but <laughs> I just, I don't know. I I saw a lot of t- poor angles, poor tackles on that too. So mm-hmm. I, I hope they use it. You know, a lot of people are looking at the running back and saying, oh, that's, that's the greatest run ever, but uh, there's going to be some learning and some yelling in the defensive classes this week.
2: I love how LSU's on the highest of highs right now, and Shane just is pulling them all the way down. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to keep you guys in check because I don't want this thing getting out of hand. You yeah. know, i still got the reins on it.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Shane. When I first saw that clip, too, I, th- I was like, how in the hell are all these people missing him? But <laughs> he does go right through the teeth of the defense there, but I think it just goes to show maybe they were not prepared for his burst. And uh, – mm-hmm. I think that's that's one thing LSU's offense was missing from the running back position last season. So it's not like John Emery is going to win the Heisman this year, but if he can come in and give him some explosive plays out of the backfield, I think that's all LSU will be asking him to do this season. And uh, that, at least this clip was encouraging from that standpoint.
1: And, and exactly, and the elusiveness that he has when you're out there three, four, five wide, you know, and you got a running back back there that can make people miss. Man, that, that that's dangerous, Mike. That's, I mean, because there's nobody, there's not eight people in the box like LSU is, is used to facing. So, mm-hmm. I like it. You got to get it. I mean, I'm not trying to get, I just don't want to get too out of control, Mike. But I, I did like the run. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he had the juke stick on.
2: <laughs> All right, Shay, let's jump on down to Columbia, Missouri. M-I-Z! D-L-U. Roll Barry Odom. He has confirmed that Kelly Bryant and Albert O, both good to return to practice. And, uh, I mean, this is just a huge sigh of relief for all Missouri fans. You would have hate to have seen anything significant happen to either one of these players, but in particular, Kelly Bryant. Mm-hmm. This is just, just great news for Missouri. And disaster averted, I guess, is what I'm trying to say here.
1: That's right. You can't buy the bubble wrap at Walmart down there either because Odom's done got it all.
2: <laughs> but the injury news is not all good, Shane. Let's jump on down to Rocky Top. Good old Rocky Top. we got some unfortunate news, Shane. It sounds like Emmett Gooden has torn his ACL. Um, I had someone tell me that here recently, and that's the rumor here in Knoxville. And you combine that with the fact that Aubrey Solomon has still not yet received his waiver and Tennessee's defensive line change. is already a question mark. But, I mean, it's looking like a total rebuild a few weeks out from the season. What are your thoughts on this?
1: I hate it. That's why, my, that's why I had the depressed, hey, buddy, this morning. Because, you know, when my cousin sent me a text, this is the first text I got this morning, and I'll read it to you verbatim. Emmett Gooden, torn ACL, confirmed. That's how I started my day, Mike. (laughs) The thinnest position on our damn team, and now Emmett's out. We ain't got any clearance on Aubrey, even though Steele can go up to wherever and start immediately. You know, it's just, it's driving me freaking nuts. This is like the least, like if you could say, okay, other than quarterback, what position do you not what what I mean we've already had the transfer out. We were worried about a transfer that's not even starting and now our our, our center piece is is busted and I hate that for him, man. Torn ACL. That's that's it, man. That's it him for end of the year, so
2: uh anyway. Yeah, you bring up Chris Steele, Shane. I did tweet this out, but this got pretty popular, so I'll just repeat this information. So Chris Steele left Florida on May 9th. He said he was gonna play for Oregon May 14th. Then he said he's going to play for USC June 11th. And then on August 6th, he gets his waiver. That's and, so st- and Aubrey Solomon announced he was coming to Tennessee December 21st, 2018. So uh, I do not understand this at all. Doesn't he have family? He's got family here too, right? He's from the Georgia area. but So he's closer. Yeah, I mean, much closer.
1: Okay. Does uh does Steele live in... Like Los Angeles, does his family live in Los Angeles? Yeah, they do. So yes,
2: yes, in in that area. Okay, so like in the immediate
1: area, I'm just curious because I'm trying. You know, from here to Georgia is not that far away. So mm-hmm. you know, when you say maybe two states, uh, state over, you know, it may sound like a like a long distance. I was just curious if you know what? Who do I call, Mike? <laughs> who do I call? You know. <laughs> I got to get this figured out. Why ain't this... this? I noticed, man, Twitter is firing up on Aubrey. I mean, because it is ridiculous that we've not heard an answer back. But I will tell you this. I bet old Phil's going to be making a few phone calls today. <laughs> <laughs> reminding some of these guys what they did back in the 90s. <laughs> Didn't you have so-and-so at that Christmas party?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, something just something needs to be done not to, uh you know not to pull any sp- springs to make something bad happen but just they need some clarity you know particularly now more than ever so i don't know i don't know what the hell the hold up here is but uh it's almost like it's like they've, lo- they've left this guy out and hanging out to dry and mm-hmm. the tennessee coaching staff with him. you know what
1: yeah exactly right all
2: right shane so this is a quick pod we had to get this one out uh, a little bit early but uh, you got anything else before we hop off here?
1: No. Kind of a quick pod, but uh, we got we got some good stuff for you guys tomorrow. But, uh, no, that's all I got for today, Mark.
2: All right, yeah, we wanted to make sure we give you guys five pods a week, give you uh, degenerates here, something to, <laughs> something to listen to <laughs> on your drive-in on Thursday. But uh, that's going to do it. Remember to give us a five-star hearts on iTunes if you'd be so kind. That really helps us out. But uh, I think that's going to do it for this one, Shane. Thanks for joining me. As always, thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one.
1: All right. See you guys. Go balls. One second my train's coming you hear that <laughs> yeah it's the NCAA about to run us over can't let any of our guys get approved it's so stupid